Hello and welcome to episode 32 of the Haiku Chronicle podcast. I'm Patricia, your host, and I'm trying to learn how to write better haiku and sharing that information with you in the hope that we can get better together. This week, as well as talking techniques, I'm delighted to welcome back Kate Olsbury as our guest haiku poet. We first met her in episode 15, but more about Kate in a minute. Let's talk techniques. Over the last few weeks, I've been looking at techniques used in composing haiku. I was feeling a bit frustrated with my attempts to write and read Western haiku. As I read, I was looking for a code, a set of rules that I could use to write haiku, and there didn't appear to be one, or at least, I couldn't figure them out. I felt a bit like Robert Frost did about writing free verse. Apparently, he said, that it was like playing tennis without a net. And having been educated in Western forms of poetry, I had to agree with William Carlos Williams' opinion that being an art form, verse cannot be free in the sense of having no limitations or guiding principles. Maybe that's where I'm going wrong, thinking about haiku in terms of Western poetry. But that's a whole other podcast. It would appear that I was not alone in feeling like this about haiku. In my reading for this week, I came across an essay by Paul Miller, in which he states, Overmuch has been made of haiku's historical link to Zen Buddhism, and poems are often explained from a religious or spiritual perspective. Poems are rarely spoken of in technical terms. Internally, I was shouting, Yes! Oh, yes! Anyway, I turned first to Jane Reichold, who, bless her, came to my rescue with a list of 24 techniques. I thought studying the techniques would give me the structure I needed to feel more confident. And you know what? It's doing that. Today I'm talking about a technique that I was really, really looking forward to trying out. Synesthesia, otherwise known as sense switching. So what is this thing called synesthesia? Toshimi Horoyuchi, in his essay Synthesia in Haiku, defines it as closely associating a sensory experience of one kind with a sensory experience of another. So far, so good. But now, apparently, we need to subdivide the idea of sense switching into transformational and proximal, and perhaps even a third category, multiple sense switching. Today, I want to concentrate on proximal synesthesia, and next week we can look at transformational and multiple sense switching. Apparently, proximal sense switching tends to be more popular with Western haiku poets. So what is it? It is where the two senses stand side by side. So let's have a look at an example I found. Do you remember in podcast episode 28... We did a special on memories. In that episode, we heard a haiku from a contemporary poet, Nicholas Klasansky. Well, I'd like to give you a haiku from his father, George, which I found in Haiku Moment. It demonstrates proximal sense switching, in this case, visual and oral. With each receding wave, the sound of pebbles. I'll just read that for you again. With each receding wave, the sound of pebbles. Can you see and hear it? 
When I read this haiku, I'm standing ankle-deep in the sea at Brighton Beach in the UK. Brighton is a very pebbly beach, and as the waves pull back into the sea, they suck the pebbles with them, and there's a distinctive sound. I'm really enjoying working on this topic, and I'm looking forward to next week, where I'm reading about, learning about, and trying out transformational and multiple sense switching. But for now, here's a selection of my proximal sense switching haiku from this week. The first is visual oral. And this haiku has had many, many incarnations. It started out something like this. See the man in the shade of the tree, the sound of a garden hose. But that clearly doesn't work. Then, the sound of a garden hose, in the shade of the tree, a man. And at the moment, it's this. The tree hides him, the tinkle of water in the fountain. My next haiku arrived pretty much as it is. I was sitting in my garden, watching a pair of cabbage white butterflies, spinning and flying together by my honeysuckle under the window. It's a proximal visual oral haiku. Butterflies dance through the window, Puccini. So what do you think? I'd really like to hear what your opinions are on my haiku. And so today we go and visit with Kate Osbury in the US. As I said, Kate last paid us a visit in episode 15, so you could go back and have a listen to what she wrote for us then. She's an experienced writer and editor with a real passion for the countryside. She started her own journal, Jalmura, which is accepting poetry, art, fiction, essays and anything else that relates to nature or science, which is supporting her project to save forests and farmland. I'll put some links about Kate at the end of the show notes. And perhaps you could submit work to her journal. Anyway, this is her haiku. Summer moon, deer on reconnaissance break across the field. There are very strong images in this one. And if you're lucky enough to live in an area of countryside populated by deer, this will perhaps be a familiar sight for you. There's a road very close to my house which cuts through farmland. If you were not familiar with this road, you'd hurtle along it at quite a speed, unaware that at any moment a deer feeding in the fields could bolt in front of you. I know they've certainly given me a fright from time to time. That's it for this week. Thank you so much to Kate for your vivid haiku. I hope you all enjoyed it. Next week, I'll continue on with sense switching. So I hope you'll join me then. And if you have examples of transformational or multiple sense switching in Western haiku, please forward them to me because I have to say that I'm having trouble finding a selection. I'd be very grateful. Thank you very much for coming along today and listening. I hope you've enjoyed it and will join me again next Monday. Until then, keep writing. There are all sorts of links at the end of the podcast notes. And if there's something missing that you'd like to know about, just email me. You'll find the details at the website poetryp.com. Take care.